0: Do we want to start out with a half hour on Raquel Welch? I don't
1: even think Emily knows Raquel Welch.
0: I was seeing all this Raquel Welch stuff today, and then I was—I didn't know she passed away. And then I was like, oh, that's why. Yes,
1: yeah, she, uh, she was like 90,
0: 92. No, younger, yeah. her, 82. Wow. She was supposed to be Marianne from Gilligan's Island, but they said she was too hot.
1: Marianne from Gilligan's Island was cute.
0: Yeah, she was hot. but well, I guess she was hot because she was sort of under the radar hot. It was like the whole librarian with the glasses on. Oh my God, you take the glasses off, and she's actually really beautiful. Wow. <laughs> like that that I don't know if you know that trope, Emily. That's like no, yeah. a famous '80s that's, trope.
1: That's yeah. like Ugly Betty.
0: The yeah, the girl is hot the entire show. But when she takes her glasses off, like, oh, she's not a nerd. She just had glasses on.
1: That's like, um, and they had that uh, that movie with um, Freddie Prince Jr. and and that girl, and she was
0: yes. a makeover. And then they had a uh, wasn't there like um, a comedy movie based on that? Not another
2: teen movie. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Classic.
1: That's... So did you see the screenshot? It's not bad, you know, for. I, I don't it see anything.
0: WhatsApp. Oh, let me see.
1: It's not bad, I mean, we can get yeah, not bad. it,
0: so. Yeah, where you stumble.
1: So, you know, I kept it with you, where you stumble because um, even though we're gonna talk, you know, we could talk about whatever. By the way, I started recording. Yeah. So it's fine, you know. I can edit out all the other stuff, but we're talking about whatever, right? Like everybody stumbles. So, what is the...
0: where you stumble? So, like, what? How did this all come about? You were sitting home one day, and I tripped and you said,
1: "Over my my boot." <laughs> <laughs> no, so and you but, said,
0: uh, "I want to know where 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 people so come I, from."
1: So I've always liked the quote. The quote is where I got the name from is it, is it is by going into the abyss that we recover the treasures of life. Where you stumble, there lost like your treasure. So um uh, that's where the name where you stumble comes from, where people are and, including myself, where I'm just down. I suffer from depression always. My family it's like hereditary, my, my parents yeah. do. Um, and I actually went many years not knowing, right? So many years just like, why am I always feeling down in December? Like, I would get the winter blues like really bad. Um, do you get it
0: before Christmas um, Christmas or after?
1: It it really, I think, doesn't matter. It's not the holidays, it's more the season, it's the time of the year. Yeah, yeah, spending a lot of time inside. Yeah. Yeah, so
0: less vitamin D, all that
1: stuff. Yeah, yeah, look, less vitamin D. So, like, I have to supplement vitamin D because um, my vitamin D levels are actually really low. So, I'm thinking about this whole thing. I've always liked talking to people and understanding what the, you know, what the hell goes on up here, right? Yeah. And, um, and I, I've been actually studying interviewing people for over a year. Oh, wow. I, like interviewing
0: techniques and stuff
1: like that. Yeah, before I did my first interview. Uh,
0: you watched a lot of Howard Stern. No. <laughs> I uh, like his I, current I, interviewing style.
1: I, yeah, I have I don't know what his current style is. Uh he I don't like his style in the for this because yeah. Um he's he's he brings out the negative, but he but that's his that's his thing. That doesn't mean that negativity does doesn't exist, but that's his thing. I wanted to bring out the positive through the person's voice so i speak less yeah the person speaks more sure or i think he well i think howard interrupts a lot that's his whole his whole deal is like it gets to the point where i don't want to i don't want to Listen to it.
0: I mean, I'm glad he changed only in that I listened way back
1: in the day when I
0: was younger and had a different, I guess, sense of humor, right? And it was always just like, my God, you're so hot. What I would do to you? What I would yeah. do to you, right? Yeah, that, yeah. that was the whole show.
1: But he, he invented that style, I guess. You could say he invented that style, and that's fine. And I actually, for the time, it's fine too. Um, yeah. For this time, I don't care. It's just not my thing. Um, Know so I study guys like Letterman, his new style. Um,
0: yeah, I I like that show
1: a lot. I I really like his new style. I'm at the same time when I watch him, I'm trying to see where he's coming from. Like, what's Letterman trying to do? Like, did he realize something like that? Maybe he did, you know, that he missed out or that he could have done something more something that he feels is more meaningful i mean i would
0: think at his age that he would i don't know what what goes on in his head but that he would want to do something more he's already rich right so he's already wildly successful retired now you can do whatever you want um and obviously he has more left in him right whether it's creativity or bringing stuff to the world that he wants to do um um, obviously, you know the fact that he's he's not just doing this for no reason. It's not like he needs a, a paycheck or anything. He's, he's no, I know. And about. that
1: reason is what I think about. Like, I think about, I does he feel that he worked all these years, missed out on a bunch of other stuff? Because I'm sure I'm his sure. schedule was sick. Yeah. Uh, and now he he feels like maybe the stuff that he did was meaningless. It's like, whatever, I did a freaking show, even though it wasn't meaningless, because it provided this joy for so many people. By I heard he was
0: really hard to work with, that he was a very, like, um, you know, very into his work, right? Everything had to be perfect. And also that he was really hard on himself, whether that's, uh, you know, self-defeating personality or
1: whatever. It sort of comes out in his interviews. Sure. Yeah. not sort of. It comes out in his interviews. He barely lets anyone get in on him. Like ask him anything. He and his
0: old style, really old style, like when we were kids, right? Was was, I mean, that was my favorite. But he always was self deprecating. You know, stepping in front of the camera, smiling awkwardly, changing his jacket up, and like being like, "Why do I have a show? Look at me. I'm I'm this ugly tall dude." Okay, right, let's get the show. And going. I
1: wonder how much of that was and act, maybe, you know... The no, whole, I think somebody was real. Thing, yeah, maybe the whole thing was real. Maybe he had some serious issues he needed to work through. Yeah. But, yeah, so that's how this whole thing started. Like, I really wanted to, um, to understand people while I understand myself.
0: Sure. Right. And the older you get, you know, I think at this age, here, on the same age as me, you start really thinking about this stuff, which is kind of sad because... <laughs> Be nicer to think about it when you're young, um, and being
1: more mature. But Like Emily.
2: Yeah.
1: Emily gets to think about the things now that she's young. Yeah. Literally. How old are you, Emily?
2: Uh, I'm 19. I just turned 19. Wow. I had the privilege of being allowed to stay home after I graduated high school. So I've just been spending this time like, thinking, pondering, and studying people and yeah. myself.
0: I definitely think that your generation is... I don't want to say something cliche like going to do great things or, or um, I don't fear for the future, but like, it is way, you guys are way different than, you're way different from us in a much bigger way than we are different from our parents, if that makes sense. My
1: kids made me a better person. Not that I was a bad person, but like when we were talking about the way we used to speak, I completely changed, changed that way. And that's mostly because of my kids. 95% of it is my kids have really taught me that you should be nicer, even though I am a nice guy. But I was, I would say, rough around the edges because of, you know, growing up in Brooklyn and just, like, there's no filter. There is no filter. I I don't mean any harm, but that's the way we spoke. Yeah. I mean, that's how we were taught. We, we, We learned to speak. In a brash, Brooklyn way. Right. Um, and I learned so much from, from, a lot of from my kids. Forget about it. <laughs> Forget about it. You know, like, Emily and my other kids have taught me to just be nicer. Um to, to think more about, like, you know, you could be hurting this person's feelings just by right. saying something. And I know they get a lot of crap for it in the, the younger my, generation.
0: My daughter's only seven. I'm an old dad, um, but she already says stuff like that. Like, I'll yell. I'm, I'm, I'm not bad. Like, I don't never hit and never, um, never yell. I yell, but not like um, not getting. I don't yeah. lose control and not after I, I get angry. Like, you, have gotta do this now. We gotta go to school. And like, if she'll, if she's on purpose being slow, I, I'll get louder and louder. But, like, she'll start crying because she's sensitive. And I'll be like, what's wrong? And she's like, Dad, that hurt my feelings. Like, So she's, like, in touch with the fact that her feelings, you know, when I was a kid, I don't have any memories of – I have memories of being yelled at. I have memories of being hit, you know, not, like, abused or yeah. anything, but hit. Okay. And I don't recall ever being like, hey, you know, Mom and Dad, I want to sit down with you and, like, talk about my feelings. It was like, yeah. shut up, go to your room, cry until you're done crying, and then go out and play with your friends, like. And that's same. it. Rinse, same. repeat. Yeah,
1: same. Um, it was. And, and then
0: growing up, you 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 end up kind of repeating that. Um, like you know, uh, my parents are still alive and I love them, but like we don't sit down and talk about feelings much because that's just the way it always has been. Whereas I try, at least a little bit, with my daughter because I'm cognizant of it to talk about feelings or you know talk about whatever she wants to talk about because I want to so, be well, you know
1: yeah, better. Okay. Emily could tell you how it is with us um, and it's totally different than it was with me and my parents.
2: Yeah. I think we've, we've gotten better with it too. Like very recently, like we, I don't think we used to sit down and, and like talk the way we talk now, but now we're like, we've made it like, like it's a conscious effort to be open. So there's no fear of being too open where it's like, if you like, spontaneously say i want to talk about feelings you're like so like afraid of rejection and, and like you know all of the bad stuff but now it's like everybody is saying okay we're, we're gonna agree to talk about feelings and nobody's gonna reject anybody and just like just making a conscious thing like that makes it so much easier and it's made it
0: it's become yeah. a cliche word but it's like you describing a safe space right it's like yeah. um, i mean that's literally what it is it's safe you don't have to worry about um, and it should be. We're that- not going to yell at you. You're not going to be punished for this. This is, you know, if you're coming to us with something, something bad that happened, or something, you know, that you're feeling about yourself, it's, it's, it's obviously way better to talk. Talking is, is, is therapy, right? Just saying something yeah. out loud and verbalizing it helps you get something out of you. Um, and when you yeah. let it fester, you know, that's when bad things happen. <laughs> and lovely. that's, and hey i'm irish uh, and that's the way my family was that's what we're taught to do like irish men, is just like you just bury it you put it way down there when it's full up you just go rage or drink or something and then you fill it up again and you rinse and repeat i mean i mean that's that's
1: that's what it was and obviously it still is in some way but we try right we're learning from we're learning from ourselves, but we're also learning from our kids. And yeah and even though they're young, like your kid is seven.
0: Yeah, seven. About to be seven. And they're
1: they're way ahead of where we were at seven.
0: Oh yeah. In every and I
1: think that's awesome. Way. Yeah, I think oh no, that's,
0: that's I mean that's what you want, the uh, forward progress, right?
1: Yeah, like I'm not competing with my kids. I want them yeah. to be I want them to be great. I want them to do you know, be themselves and express themselves and be who they want to be. And I right. certainly think it's better than us. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, I think there's also probably less fear for us than there was for our parents and that, I think our parents and definitely our grandparents to our parents would instill things like, you need to get a job or maybe like, don't go to college, but I want you to get a job. Um, I want you to stay at that firm forever, you know, do your best uh, work there for 30 years because they always had this fear of not having money or not having a way to pay the bills or or eat, right? And then you want to teach your kids that survival instinct. But now I think because I know not everyone is better off, but most people are, I think, living better today than they lived back then. We have this opportunity when your kid says, I want to be an actor, I want to be A comedian i want to be whatever something that doesn't pay uh, hey let's go for it if that's what if that's what makes you happy let's make you the best at it
1: yeah i think like in my dad's case he was a baker for 30 something years and he he was not going to be anything else He knew that was his profession he was going to retire he ended up retiring and that was it uh
0: But did he do that out of love of baking? Or did did he kind of fall into it as a family business? He
1: he fell into it. uh, Right. But we didn't want to do that. Sure. I liked muffins and cake and stuff, but I didn't want to be a baker. And so I I see his hard work staying at that job um, as a way to help me do whatever I wanted. And now I'm sort of doing the same with my kids. Like, okay, now you can even do it even more than than what I did. Right. Uh,
0: I mean, it all comes down to a question of what what is the meaning of life, in a way, right? Is the meaning of life to, um, or or how do we give life meaning, right? Is it to work and and amass money so that you can be comfortable um, and not have to worry about where the next meal is coming from, or is it to be fulfilled? Like, because yeah, those are two definitely. very different things. Yeah. I mean, and I, I, and I, I think, think our parents didn't try to be fulfilled. They tried to survive and make sure that we survived so that possibly we could be fulfilled.
1: You know? I, I think that was the case with, with my parents, and I'm lucky I still have them around. But I I talk to them often, and I think about that, right? And I, I do feel bad about it, that i you know, like, I feel like they put their dreams aside.
0: Right. I'm not even sure if my parents had dreams, to be honest. Like...
1: Yeah, whether Maybe they, they wanted to be a gi- violinist or something. Yeah, like my parents never told me what their dreams were, and they probably yeah. had them, but they buried them, and we've never actually had that conversation. I think the younger generation, like, what do you think em, is the meaning of life? Uh, well, I mean, okay, we don't want the answer. To yeah, it yeah, all. So you,
2: you right. know, or I'm not like, the meaning of
1: life, but
2: yeah, I'm very into nihilism, and that is not just a reference to it must be exhausting (laughs) no it is exhausting (laughs) let me tell you so (laughs) um so i don't um i don't believe in any like predetermined thing i don't have any like doctrine or religion that i follow that gives me meaning and so it is a matter of like i have to figure it out myself i have to write what i want to do but i also just i try to take away like meaning completely i just don't think there is one And I think because I think meaning is like instrumental, like there's a purpose. So like my existence is a tool to fulfill that purpose. I just don't think there is one. And so it's like I just get to do things that make me feel good because why would I choose to do things that make me feel bad when I have that choice? So as much as there is a choice in doing things, I just like gravitate toward things that make me feel good because, I mean, there's no reason to do anything else there's no reason to do this but you know given the choice
0: what's dangerous there or maybe not dangerous but for the wrong person to have the same belief system yeah. right to to say well i'm just going to do what makes me feel good and what makes them feel good is some extremely horrible thing yeah yeah
1: like there's there we've talked about this yeah nuance right you're also yeah of course to be smart enough to know like I'm just gonna do whatever I want. And today I just wanna rent a truck into a crowd of people. Right. Because that makes me happy. Yeah. While well, Street,
0: not- white power and yeah, whatever. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah.
1: That's not you know, that's not what you know, that's not what it is. You know, if you want to play Red Dead on uh, for several hours, that's not yeah. bad. That's not hurting anyone. Yeah, you know, it's, it, it's Yeah, like- I
2: mean I do reading about like like okay so like obviously i need to like make money and feed myself and things like that so like i do have like this hierarchy of needs um and some of them are more immediate than others so like in my free time like i have that free time to do stuff that's not detrimental to myself or other people and i you know i obsess over moral philosophy so i'm like trying really hard not to be detrimental to other people right um but yeah it like realistically like it isn't just do things that feel good because like bills to pay and people to feed at least in other people's case i only have to feed myself but yeah
1: well and that's the thing like uh you do things that make you feel good but you also have you study moral philosophy you want to be a good person so you know that the things that you do you know are good in, yeah. in how you perceive it you know, yeah. Like I try, well I yeah do the
2: same. i have this belief that it matters how other people feel but if i didn't believe that other people's feelings mattered then i wouldn't be obsessing over that you know like i i would be more hedonistic i would be more selfish but for some reason i'm convinced that other people's emotions matter so here i am
0: yeah i'm the same way it, it, to a fault sometimes like my wife and i have both probably gotten more so i think i've always been very empathetic but i'm more so today to, to the point where any major news story comes out like a kid goes and shoots up a mall right it's horrible for everyone and then everyone immediately is like that kid should be put to death and blah blah, blah. and i'm immediately like what
1: went on in that kid's life
0: yeah and that he ended the, up there the, we need advocates. the
1: three of us are thinking the same thing you know we can't just give up on the per on that person even right But it's it's also—it's
2: not isolated. It's not just one person randomly doing a thing. The 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 things that caused that person to do that thing are also affecting everyone else too. So you have to get to one hundred percent.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think we all agree on that. You know, it's not. I'm just saying that person in this topic, but things
0: in any crime too, like whether it's rape, a serial killer, whatever. Like I always find empathy even with the darkest, most yeah, I crazy person.
2: I don't like to yeah. believe that there are evil people and there are good people. I feel everybody has the capacity to do good and everyone has the capacity to do evil. And it's just a matter of right. like, something has to push you to that point. You don't really like make the choice consciously. You know what? I think I'm going to do something really evil today. Right. Something pushes you to that point.
1: And we've had this conversation. Emily actually changed my point of view on the death penalty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where, where saying, I was, I never was for it, ever. I was I I can see
2: heated conversation.
0: Yeah, I get it. But it's also one, the way that it's instituted in most countries. Yeah, that's my main
2: reason. It's just
0: barbaric. And 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 there's always there's way too much of 35 years later. DNA has proven this. man. Yeah,
2: it's too political (laughs) and it's not reliable. It's just why would you make that choice when you can't undo it?
1: Right. So I think I think in my case, it was outside of the political, right? So like, I knew those issues, but I was still thinking about in a way of like, okay, but let's just say this person did do it, right? And yeah. that's, that was my whole point of view at first. But then the, the, the Emily really made me think and I thought about it really hard and it was more like, okay, but if we believe that external factors cause someone to get to a certain point, then we should start studying the external factors. So even though they got to that point, then right. why then then why would we also like who are we to say like you deserve, you know, you deserve this. And I started really thinking more about like re you know, like rehabilitation and working with the people and, and really trying to understand the problem. Because you know, someone committing murder isn't the actual problem. The problem is what led them to commit murder. Right. So then, and I really started thinking about that, you know, to the point where I changed my stance.
0: Rehabilitation and- is something that's not talked about enough in American politics and American just conversation. And it, it takes place in other countries. I think Norway or maybe Sweden, Netherlands, I'm, I forget which country, but yeah. I remember reading a book um, and seeing some pictures of how prisoners live there and they go through intense therapy. They live in really good conditions um and the goal of the, all of that is that they're brought back out to society yeah. um, which is important because you're wasting um a resource when when you have 25 percent of american black men locked up right why not rehabilitate or a lot of those guys don't even need to be rehabilitated they're just going yeah. in jail for shitty reasons. But <clears throat> for people that need to be rebuilt and yeah, get them back out in society. That's how, that's how society functions. You mm-hmm. keep on hearing about um, worker shortages and how in a few years we're gonna be really screwed. And what are we trying to do? We're locking people up and we're closing the
1: borders. Like, <laughs> it's a recipe
0: for disaster.
1: <laughs> and I, I think the, the uh, you know, like locking people up obviously is not the answer um but a lot of these guys are locked up for the dumbest reasons right i mean and i don't even think it's like dumb reasons i think there's obviously there's well it
2: is political
1: yeah and
2: it's all arbitrary
0: too it's it's completely arbitrary you can get one of the worst crimes in america right or or in the world that people will all get behind uh pedophilia you know um a rape of of a child right so or just having pictures let's say so a guy is taking pictures or a woman's taking pictures. They have them on the internet. They find out, oh, my God, it's a huge psycho predator. They get arrested. They go on trial. And they get put in jail for six years or eight years or three years. It's all arbitrary. And then there's a guy that smokes dope for the third time, got caught for the third time, and is a three-strike rule. and he ends up going away for 20 to life or something like that. Like, it makes no, no sense at all.
1: Yeah, and that's – I mean, that's a problem that –
0: that, um, is built by, the, by the, Yeah. And then people also get pissed They're like, well, that guy's getting out of jail. He needs to go on the sexual offenders list or whatever. He needs to be ostracized from society. Like, wait, so why don't you just make the penalty longer than if you don't feel that yeah. six years is enough for that person? Or maybe we need to start working on how we bring these people back into society in a meaningful way and talk about what their disease is or what's, what's plaguing them that makes them do this
1: stuff. Exactly. Study the problem. If, 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 you know, the problem wasn't that the guy had pictures, the problem was that he, you know, that something led him to, to that. Right. Study that problem and figure that out. And, but I think not studying, it's easy. So that's why they do it. It's like, you know what? It costs less and it's easier to not yeah. study. So let's just put him in jail for six years, forget about him for those six years, and then we'll we'll d- d- defer that that issue for six years. And when he comes back out, we'll look at it again. And, but that's, you know. There's
0: also fear there, right? People are afraid to deal with these subjects because they don't want to deal with whatever's in their head or what's in society's yeah. head, right? Um, so they'd rather just call that person a pervert, put them in jail, and then we don't have it's, – it's under the rug. We don't have to deal with that anymore.
2: Those and- – oh, I was going to say there's this like pervasive fear of like actually identifying or examining problems where yeah, if you – if you question why you believe something is bad, people are afraid that that also means you're saying that it's good. But what you're really just trying right. to describe exactly what the problem is. Just by saying, "I wonder why this is bad," that doesn't mean I actually think it's good, and I'm just hiding behind the question. It just means you're describing what the actual problem is. Because if you don't know the problem, there's no way for you to solve it.
0: Right. Ima- imagine somebody that's had these thoughts. Right. they they've they they can see that person and see themselves in that person, that bad person, but they are in more control, right? That they, mm-hmm. they, they don't act on these things. That's just something they struggle with for them to now have to deal with, oh, we're going to start talking about this openly. No, I don't want to, I'm afraid of what's in my head. Yeah. So like, I'd rather just, yeah, I'll join with you, call that person, the pervert, lock them yeah. up. There's no safe space myself. for
2: those people to right like solve whatever, you know.
1: And, you know, you pick uh, a, a, you know, a topic that's very deep it could it could be something less deep something very simple yeah like like, uh whatever you know like a person has has um you know like a foot fetish right not harming anyone they you know like there's no harm in him right just looking at pictures of feet and no one wants to even discuss it right we're just pornography you're you're condemned
2: to some tainted image yeah you're never pure again
1: yeah, so it's like your and that tainted image doesn't follow whatever my belief system is. So it's like it must be bad because it's not in this book, and right. this is the book I follow, and this book never says anything about it. And so I'm gonna, you know. I'm... And they burned all the other books, so this is the only <laughs> book I got. Yeah, <laughs> that's, a, that's another subject that's happening Dude, now.
0: There's so many things that go on right now that I'm like, I don't even. But lately, like I used to be so vocal if you remember my Facebook at all. Like I used to do this every day. I'd be like, I'm so angry at everything that's going on. I don't even have enough time to post all the stuff. And now I'm just like You just see it. I just see it and I I talk about it in my own head, but I don't want to fight about it anymore. I don't have the energy to go on Facebook and let a bunch of my friends that like I don't I almost don't want to know anymore. Like if I post like they gotta stop banning books in Texas. There's gonna be some friend that I really like that's gonna be like, no, bro, they got it, and I'm like, crap. Now I can't hang out with Kaba anymore. Like, it like won't I, be I me, think, though, that, you know, know what I mean? Now it's like I've I've posted far too you, many things where then I, I find out yourself. that yeah. yeah, you end up
1: putting stress on yourself because it is like that. It's like I'm gonna post this, but I I don't want to not be friends with John because of this one issue, right?
0: I don't even. Allow people anymore to friend me on Facebook. Like, if I meet someone at work and they're a nice person and we, we end up having a work relationship, and maybe we even go out for drinks or something on the weekend every once in a while, I don't want to be friends with them on Facebook because I don't want to scroll through their stuff or see something like, damn it, he's a Trump supporter and he's wearing a MAGA hat. And um, he's obviously like, I can see some like racist stuff in here. Like, I that now so I like, have to confront that in my life, right? Now I have to either not hang out with that conflict, person or pretend yeah. I didn't see that.
1: Um, and how, far, yeah, so how far do you go, right? It's like, okay, right. I, I'll allow Trump support. I won't say much, but no, then, I would like, like, but but then that, if it goes one level more, it's like, ooh, but he he's really right. on that deep end.
0: And then it's always like, oh, you know, he's just messing around, dude, it's a joke. Well, okay, but, you know, a lot of times we're just seeing the top of like a of the tip of the iceberg of someone, what they post on social media. On it's a huge it, waste of, of, of time. It's, and- it's ruined, I think, a lot of our society, um, our yeah. social discourse. It, it's all messed up. Um, there's far too many bots and all that stuff on there that are making people the way that they are.
1: And they get tricked
0: those, into this yeah. stuff.
1: And you don't know who what's a bot. Um,
0: Nobody you know thinks that- for themselves anymore, right? So everything that's fed to you is, is this like, emotional news right it's here's something and here's how to feel about it now you and you'll there's two things that will happen you'll either be like screw that block that i don't ever want to see that because cognitive dissonance is making me all messed up or yeah subscribe and let me find some others just like that that. and then you just you live in these bubbles and social media like forget CNN Fox; those are bubbles too but like social media is it's in your face all day long and if you just create that bubble in there man you you'll become some weird um you know angry person on both sides you'll you yeah. you'll end up either uh, fighting it, it, with antifa it, it, it. Or, or fighting with yeah. the brown boys
1: and you you could be fighting with bots all day long yes with, <laughs> and you you know and you're just they're typing away and yeah and it's just like feeding the algorithm and these bots are just going and going and that's sad I've now, seen more
0: than one person really take, like, deep tumbles in their life from, just from that, from social media. Um, they've been ostracized by, you know, all of their good friends from their family. They're now just kind of friends with these random people online. And, like, all you see from them, if you, if you haven't blocked them, is, like, this garbage nonsense that comes out on social I media. See,
1: I see people that I grew up with, and they're like, yeah, I need to wake up. I'm the only right. one that sees it. And I'm just saying to myself, like, man, this is nuts. You're one person. Your entire childhood friends list is on here, and no one agrees with you. And you're right. just and like... They've,
0: they've all hit that little button that doesn't block you, but it it, it makes the, see- your shit not show up. on their- <laughs> So, like, they still have all these friends, seemingly, but they don't. Um, they don't realize
1: it. Yeah, and that's... I've seen that. I saw that during COVID, and it was... It was sad, actually, to see because... Yeah,
0: COVID was, messed yeah. with a lot of people in that
1: way because it was not much
0: to do, right? And a lot of people yeah, were started to get locked answers. in.
1: So they go to... Yeah,
0: so and they, it was scary. Yeah,
1: you go to Facebook for answers. That's just not the right place to go.
0: Right? People, I think, have lost. They should start teaching at school how to be objective with yourself, um, how to read things and then have a conversation with yourself afterwards, or how to... If you let yourself believe something have a little process with yourself where you're like you know what i'm gonna prove myself wrong and if you can't great that means that you're you're yeah you're learning more about this you're reinforcing but that's tough. You know, yeah. i mean it's not that hard like
2: I that's think what I the scientific goodness. method is you have to you know yeah. it makes yeah. the balance this, but that is
1: yeah you're talking to three scientists basically right, right? constant right the problem right. the problem is that they're like no they don't really teach it properly in school
2: anymore
0: that says well when it's the when it's the when it's the the Bible that's way by the way, way this is a mole All skin. bets are off. <laughs> <laughs>
1: this is a mole skin. It's brand new.
0: It's no, i well, when I know what you were saying, but when it's I the know. Bible, all bets are off because like you know, you don't have to believe in facts anymore if you're just gonna you know yeah. use that as the excuse every time. But what if you're an atheist or an agnostic and or just I don't know, secular, you don't really believe in much. Um and I don't know, you read Fox News every day or you just read CNBC every day or you just read yeah, yeah. watch Rachel Maddow every night. You're going to be very <clears throat> one-minded. Yeah. Pardon me, I'm losing my voice. But like, so I have always, my whole life, I think for the last 20 or so years, I've, I've read The Drudge Report several times a day. He's very conservative openly and he's just a news aggregator. He doesn't really break stories. He just posts links to, you know, all the shit that's happening in the world. But he is very... If you get used to the, what he does, he's always got a narrative that he's trying to push um, yes. with the little things that he links.
1: But, but you're aware I,
0: I, I, right, I'm aware of the bias, and I just automatically am having the conversation with myself as I look at and click on some of the links. Like, this is going to be bullshit. Let me see. Okay, oh, that sounds interesting. Let me look it up over here, see what they say. And then you know, eventually you get good at like who's bullshitting, who's not, or are they both bullshitting, and no one seems to know the truth.
1: What um, I don't... I, I don't like about what's happening lately is that it's it's difficult to to determine whether a story is from the Onion or not.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a subreddit called Not the Onion, right, on Reddit.
1: Yeah. Um, and it's like, whoa! I don't know. Is this a joke or not? Because this this has got to be a joke, and you know, politics nowadays.
0: I mean, like George Santos. Who would have thought that that could ever happen, right?
1: I mean, it's just crazy new comes up like he he says he was like in the production of Hamilton or something like what the hell are you talking about?
0: And how is he not being refuted like live on the as he says things like he said something the other day about the company he used to work for that gave the money to his campaign because they're investigating his financials. And he said, well, I left that company in 2013 or something or 2003, he said. Uh, you know i was the ceo and i left there in 2003 the person that was asking the question should immediately be like dude you were 13 there's no way that you were the ceo of a big company and then decided to leave to pursue other things at 13 like what are you talking about you're just lying like but instead it's like it's it's wet on the air and then later on the two days later there's an article like you by the way george jenis was 13 when he claims to have left his company as a CEO.
1: like i think that those people the 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 reporters, they know. They know that they can't push. There's I guess else. they just have a job, and it's like I gotta. I'm just gonna keep this job. I'm gonna say whatever the hell they tell me to say, so that I can make this money. And like the reason
0: the Daily Show insane. has been popular for twenty some odd years is not just that it's funny, because but they don't really write the jokes. The jokes are just playing the clip of the politicians talking, and and you laugh at the absurdity of it because it's so clearly either a lie or a bullshit or they don't know what they're talking about. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, but it's, it's sad. It's also
1: sad. That's what I was going to say. It's like the fact that sometimes a comedy show has, it's almost always accurate. And then the right,
0: that's is... where they go for your news, the daily show. I mean, it's been sad since the, the day the daily show started, that that was the more accurate source of news and you actually felt better after watching it because you're like, okay, I'm not crazy. Everyone sees that this is like completely fucked up and and no one's saying anything about it. I don't know.
1: It's just, uh, you know, it's just weird the way, I don't know. I I, I feel like the world changed in the past few years too where like we're seeing these influential people with a bunch of money get away with murder basically. They're I mean, we just get more now, maybe, but they have
0: always, I think, gotten away with yeah. literal murder or figurative murder. Yeah. And it, it's- I mean, look at what happened in Ohio. That, I mean, I'm not going to blame anyone, but you, because you, you can blame, you can blame uh, Trump for, for not uh, instituting that you know train breaks law. Uh, yep. You can blame Biden for not allowing the workers of, of the train yards, or whatever, to strike uh, over the holidays. Uh, when the, and that's one of the reasons why they were striking. But like the thing happens, okay. We're not blaming anybody, but it happened. And now this company that's worth—I might be making this up—but like fifty billion dollars or something—gives the town a check for fifty thousand dollars and says, "Here, you know, we're really sorry." What? That's like five dollars a person.
1: The other problem is that they're saying there's no harmful fumes or whatever. It's of course not. Le- there wasn't nine so, like eleven either, right? Yeah. So the birds <laughs> and the and the animals are dying. And it's for no reason. Come on, man.
0: Like- Those birds are depressed from what happened. And they just took their own lives is what happened. And then the craziest part about this whole thing is we, everyone can almost agree. Like, okay, company came in, did this. Here's the bad effects. We're all suffering now. We all agree, right? And it's like, no. The conservatives are going to vote for the company to not have to pay any fine. The, the amount of people in this country that will vote against their own well being it's 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 either mass psychosis or they man the media really has like done their job in in fooling everybody.
1: Mass psychosis. I'm gonna go with that.
0: I mean mass psychosis I think exists hence religion right you know
1: yeah. I'm gonna go with that that's that's my choice you know that we um we started talking this call ends in like five minutes because it's
0: the oh yeah oh because it's like uh on a timer for Google
1: does it literally end or does it just keep going
2: it'll end yeah it'll just cut us off
1: i'm gonna um i'm gonna extend it
0: give us an extra 30 seconds
1: no i i can just i'll just get the um
0: i'm just getting tired
1: up no because we didn't even talk about what we were supposed to be talking about oh
0: like where, where 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 we have stumbled right
1: well We
0: really we we, um i can't tell you though so from what you've already heard me say when i was in the military i was a marine 1991 to 1995. i was very much a young conservative i didn't really know what young conservative means but i was like pro-war i voted for george bush um twice i think um What else? I don't know. Uh, I mean, the reason I joined the Marine Corps was I got into an argument at a bar in New York City. Um, You know, Saddam had invaded Iraq. And I was talking about how, you know, bad shit needs to get done by the military in order for us to live the way that we live comfortably. Right. You know, people got to die in other places. We got to go do shit that others don't have the stomach for. Like, you're welcome. That kind of thing. Right. And the guy was like, dude, if you're so gung-ho why don't you join the marine corps and i was like i know he said why don't you go join the army i said fuck you i'll join the marine corps so the next day i woke up you know with a severe hangover i also did not have a lot going on in my life i was not doing well in my first couple of years of school so i was like yeah maybe i will i talked to a recruiter joined up but it wasn't until i joined the marine corps actually went over to um the middle east not You know it technically was still a war but there was no you know i didn't fire any shots nobody fired at me but it wasn't until i met people over there that i started thinking for myself and was like why do i why do i hate this person who told me to hate you because keep in mind i don't know if you remember this frank that um like when i was i was born in 72 that whole first decade of my life once i started being able to hear and remember things i remember ayatollah asahola I remember the gas shortage. I remember um, dartboards that had the picture of the Iranian Ayatollah on it. You know, I remember bumper stickers that said "fuck Iran" or it would have the the middle finger and say "Iran" next to it, or it would have the middle finger with "ran" next to it, like "Iran." And that was all, you know, due to uh, the conflict um, mm-hmm. that we had with Iran. Um, so I was already sort of in this mindset growing up of you know, Middle Eastern people are people that that we're not supposed to like for whatever reason. I didn't know what it was. And then when I met nice Middle Eastern people in the Middle East, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. This is, I need to start yeah. rethinking about how I think things in my life
1: and, and not that, just listen. And that's been proven, like people that live in New York, right? The most diverse yeah. city in the Probably, world. yeah. They're just like, whatever man.
0: Because they've been around their whole life. I knew Spanish people. I knew Iranian people, Ethiopians, everything, right? But if you live in a suburb...
1: Yeah, if you live in you know some funky town in Nebraska and you've never seen... It doesn't have to be
0: that far away because racism was really big where I grew up and I'm only seven miles from the heart of downtown Manhattan, right? So, But your world is not very big. At least back then, you know, there was no internet and everything. Our my world was ten block radius That's true too. Like of my could, house.
1: Yeah, it's true. You could like just if if all your shopping is nearby, you don't ever have to leave. Yeah, small town.
0: And I grew up in you know, I don't want to call my parents racist. They were like subtle societal racist in a way like they had no problems with black people but it was like well but no black people live under block and there's no black people that go to the store you go to and you know little and, and common all you know like,
1: about them is what you've been told
0: right um so, yeah. and then see then you secretly believe things like you know well you know if they can't move into the neighborhood because they do commit a lot more crime right they don't say that out loud but you can almost yeah. just infer it sometimes but then like as we got older Uh, It was always very funny because someone of color uh, would move in on our block, right? Because the world is changing. And what happened to my parents when they they left Ireland, they came to um, New York and they lived in shitty apartments in like the Bronx or Brooklyn, and they eventually got better jobs. And once they were on their feet, they moved to the suburbs, right? So Jamaicans and Ethiopians and people from Turkey and all over the world, guess what? They do the same exact thing. They go to Manhattan Dominican. or the Dominican. Bronx, yeah, and then all of a sudden they they're well off. So my whole block now, where I grew up, is probably half Dominican, half African American, Puerto Rican. Um, but when they first started to move in, as this gentrification, like was changing colors. My parents would be like, "Oh, by the way, a new couple moved in up the street and they're black." And they're really nice. And I was like, I'd be like, "Mom, that's racist." And she's like, "I said they're really nice." I'm like, "You said they're really nice as if that's surprising."
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: And she I think they get it, but they also like, I don't know. But,
1: but it takes time too cuz it took us time to learn things. Not sure. not like in not as far as racism, but like inclusion, right? Like yeah. so yeah, so like we've evolved and i've always been pretty inclusive um but i needed to learn terms and kind of like yeah and and you know just
0: understand it's hard when you when you live a certain way when something completely you know i think a lot of times for color for people or or um culture different cultures when it clashes with yours not in a bad way but just like it's so different to you it's alien there's a, a sense for humans to be like, mm, don't want that. I'm already comfortable with, you know, my two Italian neighbors, and we all eat dinner eat with each other. We don't want oxtail, and we don't want, um, you know, we we don't want whatever uh, God you believe in, because we all go to the same church. Like, it's very hard to let other people in sometimes, but that needs to be taught too. How to just, you know, I don't know, not not judge based on.
1: But where does it start, right? It starts with. People being better thinkers, like you know, for, for sure. It's just like
0: you know, my parents and uh, that—that's better. That was better in their day, and definitely in their parents' day. In that, you either knew nothing or you thought for yourself because you worked all day. You came home. You watched the same news was on every channel: two, four, five, nine. I'm sorry, seven, nine, and eleven. All different newscasters and all different channels, but it was the same thing. It was a half hour at six o'clock. And they said, today in the news, the war rages on in Vietnam, uh, 10,000 dead. And then they go to the next story, a mass shooting today or wherever. Um, And then there's like a lighthearted story at the end. But they never, ever once, except for maybe on the weekends, said, and now here's four people who are going to argue with each other over what this means for you and how you should feel about it. I
1: think think CNN started the... They
0: started the whole thing. Crossfire
1: and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, News and entertainment.
0: Well, it wasn't their fault, though. They said, hey, we're going to do 24-hour news. And I think in the first week, they're probably like, guys, there's not a shit ton of news going on at all times. We need some other content. Well, I don't know. Let's get a liberal and get a Republican and put them there for an hour and let them yell at each other.
1: But also, Um, they repeat the same thing. So, like, we have, like, let's say it's only 10 things. So you start at 4 o'clock and yeah. you go to five and then at five o'clock
2: it starts right over the same ten stories and <laughs> just brain rot of the same stuff
0: yes, yes. right it's like six o'clock news or actually i think there was a five o'clock news when we were growing up um there was a 6 30 news there was a seven o'clock news sometimes and then there was the 10 o'clock news on five and 11 and there was the 11 o'clock news on two four and seven <laughs> and like you said it was the same stories unless it was like some major update, like they caught the killer. It was just I, the same story.
1: I always hated the way news was presented because it'll be like, and I remember this was uh, some, you know, there could be something that's, you know, that could be harming your kids. We'll tell you at 11. It's like, oh, 16. yes,
0: always like, yeah. tonight. Do you eat chocolate? Why well, you may want to watch
1: after this?
0: Like, oh man, we got to stay up and eat chocolate all the time. Like, what happened?
1: Going and going and going. <laughs> and then it'll be like, <laughs> too much chocolate can give
0: you diarrhea That's so we have a we have a joke in my family me and my sisters I have two sisters and we have this joke um, this happened several times where my mom would just text us or leave us a voicemail and it would be something totally random she'd be like don't eat peanuts you could die and then we'd be like did Mom text you not to eat peanuts and we're like yeah what happens like I don't know let's go check what was on Fox News last night <laughs> and sure enough it was like you know 1% of people could get this little tiny thing that 0.0% um, uh, people would have a heart attack and die. But the way they sold it to her was eat peanuts, death.
1: I think we need to talk about, not right now though, but um, about the, you know, and we talked about this briefly in the other um, podcast, was like, you know, how do you get through to someone that you know they just need to think a little bit more? They just need to sort of question their beliefs. Because I can't be like, look, John. You're nuts. Whatever you're saying is just doesn't make sense. These I days it's really hard. Yeah, um,
0: I know. I think I think the only way to get through it these days is like love or tough love. There's not you can't get into the whole argument anymore like okay, you believe in Q and you believe that Trump is still the president, Biden is a robot, like all this like really wacky stuff, right? Like I'm not going to sit here and argue whether or not the wall is white. Or black because we can both clearly see that it's white and if you're going to tell me it's black that there's no conversation to be had right how do you um, get past that, so though? you either say look dude i love you i you're my friend i grew up with you but we're not going to ever talk about those things and if you do i'm going to start avoiding you or if it's really bad where that person is just constantly argumentative and calling you out for being uh you know you're a nazi or you're a fascist or like I, whatever they think that you are because you don't believe what they believe then it's like hey man, take care and and like you block the number and you you remove the yeah, socials I mean, I think and that's
1: okay i think it's that okay. is okay is yeah. um
0: but like like we were saying earlier though when you don't you know not giving up on a person right because it's almost the same as the child predator that got put in jail whatever like it's very easy. I think it's sort of
2: different on an individual level versus the state level. I think the state has an obligation to its people, but on an individual level, you only have so much time. You only have so much like emotional capacity. Yeah.
0: Right. But whatever you do, you kind of have to do with, I don't mean love, but like at least respect, right? Like, Hey man, you know, it's not, I'm not going to argue like I hate Trump, but I'm not going to say I hate you because you you love Trump. Like I'm just going to say, look, I, I can't be around you much more anymore. I just can't do it. It's just against my philosophy. It's against how I how I live my life. Um, so take care. Good luck. Like that's at least being respectful and saying you know not leaving it in a big fight. And then, and hey, if you ever want to like just hang out and not talk politics, if you if you're capable of that, that's what I'm like, happy to change the way that we interact
1: with each other. I you know? told a few friends of mine like, look, man. I don't want to talk politics because I have so much more to talk about and it's, you know, I just want to hang out. Let's talk about movies, like the whole world or my whole life is not politics. I mean,
0: or let's talk about the things that politicians should be talking about and don't, right? Because politics used to be talking about the societal ills and how we take care of them, right? And what is it? Uh, being a conservative used to mean you don't want to spend money on maybe on anything other than like uh, national security or or things like that and being a liberal meant like you wanted to spend money on a lot of things like um education and so, you know, so God. programs and now it's you know if you're yeah. a liberal you're a fascist or if you're conservative you're a fascist and that's, that's just a, they just talking so, about everyone's a fascist well
1: that's the problem <laughs> that they're just throwing out words that right. they're being fed without even understanding, because that's the whole thing with socialism. It's like yeah, it's also
2: social- they've like they've broken it down into two teams, and so now it's more like a football game than you know Absolutely. a collaboration to fix our country. It's 100%. like if you you agree with a conservative on one point, suddenly you're all conservative. You're not allowed to have different views on different subjects. You're you're a conservative on every subject just because yeah. you agreed with a conservative politician on one. Issue and
0: yeah, and once is, you get into that team mentality, that's where cognitive dissonance becomes a big thing. They should now you have to start justifying schools.
2: things you don't even believe in just to protect your team,
0: right? Or like, like if you one of my favorite things to see, like it's almost like a, a justice porn thing, is when someone has the like these crazy ideas, like you're a fascist, and let me tell you this about fascism and all. And someone goes, "Hey, do me a favor, just before we have this conversation, define fascism." And they're like, "Well, you're a fascist, yeah, but I know, just define it. Tell me what a fascist." Oh, you don't know what a fascist is. Like, and that can be really embarrassing for someone who has just based a port big portion of their life on calling others fascists and they don't even know what it is. Like
1: that's well, how that's crazy the, this is. But that's the problem. Like they throw Antifa as a term out, but they don't right. even know what it means. It's like I'm anti-fascism, right? Like, yeah. but there's no such like group. We're not an organization. We don't get together. We don't go. We just don't believe that people should be fascists, right? Like, Yeah, it's
2: such a like low-stakes ideology. It's like, I be- I'm i anti-murder. But that's not an right. organization. That's just like an idea that I have. Sometimes but also my these friends agree groups,
0: with me. They, they, they don't have... I listened to Joe Rogan the other day, and sometimes I'll listen to what, when there's a, a compelling guest on especially one that I believe is going to be an opposing viewpoint to him. I'll, I'll be like, okay, this is this should be good. Yeah. Um, the person that was on they were, they were talking about the origins of the proud boys and i, I probably believe the story that it started with that guy uh, gavin mcginnis um, and apparently he's just a pro- provocateur he's really funny i can believe that as well that maybe it didn't start out of like hate um but then they started this little club and it was like this funny thing and then all of a sudden it started to grow a little bit and blah 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 but the way that they were telling the story was like Dude, being a proud boy is—it's n- dude. It all was about fun, and I was like, "Wait, are you not going to talk about the part where these guys, including Gavin McInnes, were at that rally with torches saying Jews will not replace us, like blood and soil, and all these?" Like, I can agree that maybe it did start someplace funny, but that has nothing to do with how oh, completely dark yeah, and God, gross like it is agility. right now. Um, it's a—it's a, it's a strawman argument or a logical fallacy. I don't know what it is, but it's like you can't rely on people uh, uh, on these words of like oh he's an antifa that means this not necessarily um you don't know what it means for that person everyone's an individual and they just might be at a rally where antifa happens to be and they have nothing to do with it they're just pissed off that you know a black kid died at the hands of a white police officer for doing nothing like i'm not antifa uh, but i'll go to a rally if someone dies around here that doesn't deserve to die at the hands of, of the government. Like, I don't know. It gets me very angry that people try to paint things as like just black, white, on, off,
1: um, and left it or right. Goes back to the learning. We have to learn to think differently. And and I feel like now a lot of these states are trying to make it even more difficult for people to to learn. They're changing the curriculum. Get rid of the They're books. A, yeah, and it's it's i mean it's not scary because i mean for me it's not scary or my kids because we're not getting rid of the books but other people are not going to be able to get access to 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 the truth and and, uh,
0: and they go after the weirdest things like i know, i know who should go after and let's go after drag queens that are what what's the big thing drag queen book shows or book tours or something, I, something yeah. so so I'm like, dude. Are you talking about like a niche of people that's like zero point zero 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 one of the population of the United States, and it's it's it's
2: all it over the news every day. Epidemic, yeah,
0: like, yeah. Right. Or or trans people, like you know, uh, trans people are probably one of the smallest minorities in in the in the country. But that's like the cornerstone of all these conservative politicians. Like, really, you know, you don't want to talk about how people are dying from trains rolling over with with chemicals and and. In your states you know in these midwestern states where conservatives live maybe that's too hard for them to do because then they'd have to actually take positions on you know well, that's the thing. that would hurt it's, that would hurt it's, their uh donors
1: it's much easier for them to be like let's attack this group yeah and let's solve this problem it's just too easy it's it, and, or let's and attack
0: it. based on looks and gender like let's make fun of aoc and um um i forget her name I'll Omar, my God, Ilhan. Omar. I'm saying thank you. Ilan. I'm saying it backwards. Like, let's make fun of them because it's, it's easy, easy, and because it's, and, and because no one can tell us that we're being racist, even though we are, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and sexist, even though we are. And then, and then I'm like, because I don't, I don't keep up that much anymore. They'll be like, look at this idiot, AOC, at this rally talking, and I'll be like, okay, I'll listen, and I'm like, hmm, well spoken. Has a good point, another good point, well spoken, calling out all of their bullshit. Then well, no wonder they hate her. Because
1: yeah. you, what you mentioned <laughs> earlier, <laughs> people weird. are told what to think. Right. People are not even listening to the content because
0: most of the time she's literally blowing them out of the water, like mic drop type stuff. And then yeah. they're like, look at this idiot. And they're like, yeah, she's an idiot. I'm like, did you listen? Did you actually listen? To what no, they like?
1: didn't because that's it's too difficult. She so, was like, sitting there. Fight,
0: she was sitting there fighting for your rights, and now you're going to sit there and call her an idiot.
1: <laughs> yeah. So that's pretty much what it is all day long, in especially in politics. I stay away from politics because I really just want to understand people, and and you know that's going back yeah. to to like where you stumble, right? This is is politics aside. Every human being has something that they go through They're an issue or, uh, or or something that they have they have had to deal with in sure. their life it, and it could be from birth maybe you were born with a birth defect you know or yeah maybe you had issues I mean, as, you were a bullied as a
0: kid yeah yeah you look Over different
1: or yeah or you're an adult and you lost your job and you you're you know you didn't you couldn't get a job in time and you ran through all your savings and you used up all your credit cards and you you yeah. took a hit and now you're And all it was that you were just unfortunate. You lost your job. You're a guy, you know, like a person with with an education and a career that just got one bad thing that happened. Yeah. Every, Every person goes through these things. And I think, you know, politics is a huge, crazy subject that we can go on all day about. But and it's difficult to address those issues because in some cases I feel powerless. But when addressing yeah. an issue to like an individual, then I feel like I have I, I at least have a little bit of, of power to to help them, maybe have them, maybe give them their that voice or through this channel to allow them to speak and say, you know what? Um I had a a, a time that, that I felt like I was at my lowest. And this is what I did to overcome it, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, like that's where I feel like we come in, where it's like yes there's a bunch of crazy problems out there but some of these are going to be nearly impossible or generational fixes it'll take years but if i right. can reach one individual and that individual's story reaches other individuals then i think we did our job
0: yeah everything in the news every day is really it's even if it's true it's clickbaity like today there's a. Um, we're talking about the doomsday iceberg which i forget the name of the iceberg but it's the one that if it falls the rest of the icebergs are going to fall and then we're all going to be underwater right and it's like oh man like i've why am i going to work today this is going to happen in the next 20 years right like <laughs> and then there's a new story every day just like that you know oh yeah by the yeah. way
1: the pollution is going to be so to, bad Yeah, i'd rather try to address the the issues on, on a more personal level and reach people that way um, do you remember um
0: the guy from the office, John Krasinski, during um, during COVID, during like the very beginning of the lockdown, when everyone was, you know, everyone was staying home, not just liberals. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> he started a thing called, I think it was like Feel Good News Network or, or something like that. He was doing it from his house and he would call up other famous people on Zoom and they would just talk about stories from the news that was like, you know, a kid that bought... Um, saved up all his money over covid and was buying homeless people lunches right and so then he would do something nice for that kid but there were so many of the stories that he was able to do it like almost every day during COVID, and then just stopped and then like there's nothing has filled that gap i was watching the shit out of that because that felt way better um let's you know, the, yeah and there is all of this there's tons of good stuff going on and we just don't hear about it because it doesn't sell newspapers and it doesn't sell clicks and it doesn't
1: but you put eyeballs what? on the screen but you know what it does reach people right it does because yeah there was um i was talking to emily the other day about a story where this girl was shaming this old guy at the gym and yeah and there's um this bodybuilder um he i think he owns a gym his name is joey swole he went <laughs> and well, that's not his real name. Hey,
0: yo, his. Joey Swall, like, Joey Swole. He yeah, small.
1: he's big. He is. So, but he made a point. He was like, first, of all, you know, he was defending the guy because it was an older guy. He was sitting on one of the, he was sitting on one of the benches or one of the workout machines or whatever. Didn't say a word. He was just there. He looks like he probably was waiting for someone, um, or maybe he was there trying to see how people work the machines. But he wasn't being creepy or anything like that and um he was basically defending this guy and just telling the girl like you know you gotta be nicer like people just need to be nicer and especially scenarios.
0: that that scenario is, is, is it's really bad to be mean to people because you don't know like you see a 300 pound person sitting on a you know on a machine right they don't know how to use it you don't even know how much courage it might have taken for that person to get out of bed that day and say, mm-hmm. "I'm actually going to go." They've been they've been trying to do that for years, and they finally said, "You know what? Screw it, I'm going." And then they get there, and that's what they get. No, that's just so that's cruel. why I like
1: what Joey Swole is doing. So on his Facebook, he he's been picking, you know, he's been finding videos of people that are shaming other people, and he's right. calling them out, like you you know, you got to do better. And he has yeah. a lot of support, including mine, to to either to also help those people. So like if we find right. them
0: that's what you gotta do is not just make fun of them, right? It's help them. Um it's like because I, I, I have seen a lot of those videos on TikTok where it's like it's also kind of clickbaity. The person deserves it, but they go way too far. They're like, Let's dox this person, um, let's make their life miserable, okay. get them fired. Um oh,
1: man, like that's not the point of this whole thing. It's like I wanna help the person that was being made fun of, and the person, or understand yeah. the person that was making fun of, because who knows? Who knows what was going on there? And,
0: and on both sides, to- right? Yeah, you yeah, you yeah. need to learn as the person that's being made fun of. You need to learn why that person that that made you feel terrible. Why there's so much shit in their heart and in their brain that yeah. they would do that, right?
1: And it could be very simple. Who knows? Like. That girl could be going through some issues. No one knows her real backstory. Let's understand yeah. her story and get her point of view. There's no, this isn't attack. I'm not attacking you. I want to understand. I And then hear you out. And then then maybe you have a change. You know, maybe she would change. We would never yeah. know if all we do is act like how she acted in the beginning. Right? So. Yeah.
0: It, it, It'd be nice for people to learn tools to use, you know, like emotional tools or, or social tools, like helping them understand context or put context around things um, so that they can say, Oh, damn, I I can't believe I was even thinking of of making fun of that person. Or um, I can't believe I was thinking of not saying something when I saw someone do something to someone else. You know, it's very easy sometimes to walk away from things we see. Um, It takes a really courageous person to like, step in and say whoa hey i'm not gonna let you talk to the, i don't know you and i don't need you but i'm not gonna let you talk to her like
1: yeah like. i really like the support that joey is getting because he's right he's he's and one video at a time he's getting the support from the people and, and yeah and it shows that there are a lot of good people and a lot of people that are willing to help both sides
0: yeah there's a lot of mental illness out there which is really sad it's that, like that's the, the real epidemic
1: right now in the country. Yeah. Yeah, but no one addresses it. I and mean, all they do is yeah. fund. And no, and don't address
0: it. We keep on taking funds away from it. You know, starting with Reagan, Reagan, I, I forget the law he signed, but he, he essentially took a lot of funding away from the treatment and, and diagnosis of, of mental illness. And it has caused nothing but problems since. And it put a big stigma on it. Um, I don't know. It's really sad. I
1: think, I think what we're gonna do, is, if if you want, John, is we can talk about that topic on the next episode. Yeah. Because and we can do
0: a more uh, perhaps stumble um, one that we, we didn't we, we stumbled we stumbled yeah, on getting into your stumble
1: stuff. Well, this we, we basically talked about many stumbles of other you know, yeah. other individuals, but we're supposed fine, to be talking of- about our.
0: Well, uh, that's what yeah. the
1: podcast part is for. Um, the individual interviews are, are more focused on you, right? Yeah. So if you want to do an individual, then we yeah, do sure. that. But for the podcast um, episodes, we really want to just cover things that, that maybe we can do something about, right? Like
2: A call to action.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which is scary for me. And like mental, you know, mental health is, right. is a topic that I...
2: I have a lot of hey. thoughts on that topic. Like, I I could do a, an episode dedicated to that, not just an offshoot of another conversation.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. So let's do that for the next one. If you want to join us, I mean, yeah, we, we, we let, let me know. Let me do that. Yeah. Well, this was good. Um, we did an hour and ten minutes.
0: It, it, was, it was like five time. minutes for me.
1: Yeah, just like that. And I could actually keep going, but I have other, you know, I have other things I should do.
0: Um, I, mean, I, have a, I have a bunch of other podcasts I got to be on today. <laughs> I got to talk to my agent.
1: Be on Joe Rogan.
0: And- I'm on Joe Rogan. Yeah, I may be doing Letterman. So Very popular.
1: This was awesome, though, John. Um, it's good to see you again and talk to you. Yeah, and- Emily,
0: it was nice to meet you. And Frank, great seeing nice to see you again. It's been a long and maybe time we'll see each other again. It has for like 20 years. years. Yeah, getting close so, to 20 years.
1: Which is nuts,
0: yeah. That's, yeah. yeah, we could we could do a podcast just on, on the music industry, um, what it was like to work saw, in back well, then. Well, you saw,
1: I dev, you saw, I never even mentioned where we where we.
0: Uh, right. No, I'm, I'm not even going to mention any names. But like, I got. Yeah. I got stories. I got receipts. I,
1: I, I, <laughs> I did too. So it was. Uh, it's nuts. I, that's that's another whole episode. Yeah. Where a bunch of people stumble.
0: <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of stumbling back then, rumbling, bumbling, stumbling.
1: So, All right. Yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll, but for the next one, we'll schedule it, and uh, you know, I'll talk to you outside, off, off air. Yeah. Um. On uh, and we'll keep the subject of, of mental illness because that's something that i think the three of us
0: probably have a lot to do. So- yeah what you can do i've seen i haven't really done this but i've seen others do it where you have like a little either an ipad or a phone on your on the side and you kind of come up with um let's say you're going to do an hour or an hour and a half you get your three or four or six topics that you want to hit and you just put a time limit on each one and it's like all right Mental illness, what's the root cause? Go for 10 minutes, and then whoever's the you know, Frank, you're, you're obviously the, the the leader. You'd be like, All right, Kathy, we only have one more minute on this last thoughts, and then we're going on to
1: yeah, I so it's like, very
0: easy to go right on and on and on about one thing.
1: I like this format for the first one just because we had to catch up on things, and yeah, and um, I like real, you know, I like it to be more real where it's like, okay, we, we'll have some structure, but...
0: Oh I, yeah. yeah, structure only in like a topic, not like, you know, Emily that John true. retorts and then Frank says something, but... Yeah, um, like
1: I'm not holding anybody back from saying exactly what they wanna say, because that's the yeah.
0: point. Yeah. So, it's really All right. cool, man. Um, Trump 2024, obviously. Um, huh? <laughs> I said Trump 2024. So I, I'm, Kind of playing off the fact that you said I could say whatever the hell I want. So. I mean, you, you can um,
1: say it. You might not make it. It'll be like <laughs> Madden
0: 2024. Like. Put a big emoji face on your... Uh, Bernie Sanders 2024.
1: Man, 2024 is going to be an interesting... I'm, I'm going to try to not
0: pay attention to any of it. Because I got way too emotionally involved in the last two.
1: Yeah, I don't even care anymore. I mean, I'm going to vote, obviously, but I'm not going to be engaging in all kinds of discourse. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm just going to go cast my vote. Yeah. And do other things and travel and enjoy life and, and uh, you know, spend time with humans. Yeah, yeah. I'm, like, I'm almost getting
0: to that age where I'm going to be like,
1: Emily, you got to figure it out by yourself, because I don't give a shit anymore.
0: I'll be out of here soon.
1: Yeah. Um good stuff man. I really like what we did. Uh
0: likewise.
1: Yeah. Good stuff. Good seeing you and uh
0: Yeah, we'll see you soon.
1: All right. Bye guys.
0: Bye.